I, 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 I'm copying a joke that I heard from somebody that I hope um, you're not going to be offended by, but, you know, years ago when we were on honeymoon, uh, we went to the uh, hotel, Peter, and uh, at the hotel there, they, the porter came to me and he says, sir, can I carry your baggage? So I said, no, she can walk in by herself. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I'm 60, served God for most of my life, and that's for me a phenomenal, uh, uh, precious thing to my heart. And for most of it, I have served the Lord with you. And uh, it's been almost 36 years. It's been a wonderful prison service with my warden. <laughs> and uh, I will, I'll definitely do it again if I had the opportunity. Carol, will you be nice and not say ugly things about me now? Okay. It's my opportunity. I'm going to give over to you. <laughs> Father, we pray as we share the word today that you just speak through us into the lives of families today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I do this with fear and trepidation, and I hope you noticed that we matched. Did you see that? Okay, happy birthday, my lovey. You're welcome. <laughs> Last week, Rulof spoke to um, the men, encouraging them to love their wives, about presenting her to the Lord, about growing in the Lord, and leading their home spiritually. And uh, giving time and attention to their families, always putting them first and providing for them. And we know that most times now women are working as well, but still, I want to speak about respecting today, respecting your husband. We know that it's fun and exciting to get married, but it's not so easy to stay happily married. Actually, last night I read... Um, that about the secret to a long and happy marriage like ours, and it still remains a secret, <laughs> the joke says. <laughs> so I want to share some of the secrets that I believe can make for a really happy marriage. In Ephesians 5, verse 23, and that's where we're preaching from at the moment, so Rulof's kindly letting me go first, always because I share my notes with him, and then he normally says what I say, then I can't say it. So I'm glad that I'm going first, and I will be quick. In Ephesians 5, verse 33, it says, Let each man love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife respect her husband. So Rulof spoke about the loving of the wife last week. And uh, so I'm going to speak about respecting. And please don't think that I'm perfect. And... I know that I'm not perfect, and I learned some things even last night and shared it with Rulof, and he says, yeah, go for it, do it, you know? Like, <laughs> so I hope today, um, how many of you are actually married? Can you just put your hands up? Lots of you. So I'm going to really trust that the husbands are going to walk out here feeling like preach at Carol, but also that the wives, that we will learn something new today and be able to share it. And if your husband isn't here, maybe you can go home and just have some tips to really build him up as well. The Amplified puts that verse this way. Let the wife see that she respects and reverences her husband, that she notices him, regards and honors him, prefers him, 
esteems him, that she defers to him, praises him, loves him, admires him exceedingly. That is a tall order. And I could actually just sit down now, and if you take that scripture and meditate on it, you'll do well. This amplified um, verse makes it super challenging. And I think if we get it right, our husbands are going to feel like the superheroes that they should feel like. And, um, you know, I won't even go into that. Guys need to be esteemed and uh, respected. And I know that we are not perfect. It's a new day. We can start. It's a new month. We can start serving the Lord in this way. The definition, I looked it up, of respect, it says to esteem, honor, show courteous behavior towards, reward, show consideration, give value to the worth of someone and acknowledge their preciousness. So we want to live that way, giving value and honor to our husbands. Sarah used to call Abraham, if you look in the Bible, Lord. And Rulof's been trying to get me to do that to him for the last 36 years. He hasn't got it right yet. (laughs) So I was wondering, how can we actually show our husbands respect? We can show our husbands respect by the way that we speak to them. The way that we honor them, the way we speak to them in front of our children, in front of others. How we protect them and look after them. And um, just to speak kindly to one another, and especially for today, because we're speaking to the, the woman, to show your husband that they're safe with us, and also not to talk behind their backs. Don't break your husband down to other women. I know that that, that happens, but men don't do that. Normally, men don't break their wives down to other men, so we should look after our husbands as well. One of the things that I was reminded about when I was doing this research was that um, we as women shouldn't interrupt our husbands. Now I know, and I've heard other people do it too, when the husband's are on the phone, we say, just say this, what? what is, you know, what's going on? What's happening? I do it all the time too to Rulof. And he says, well, I made the phone call. Let me just speak. But I must admit, he's been doing it to me too. So... <laughs> Anyway, so don't interrupt. And another thing that I've been reminded of is showing respect is also don't nag your husband. There's a few verses about that where it says it's better for a a, a husband to live on the rooftop than with a nagging wife. So we are guilty and uh, some of us more than others. I know I'm guilty. So we can, uh, let me ask you for forgiveness, Rulof, for the next 25 years. In Galatians 5.15, it says, Stop biting and devouring one another. Get rid of the harsh words that damage your relationship. When we disagree with each other, we should do it in a respectful way. Not shouting or swearing, but rather discussing privately. I know when we used to argue, our kids would say, you know, don't fight, don't argue. Even Carter said it when we get excited. Carter said to us, he's our little seven-year-old grandson. He says, no, Granny. No, Grandpa, don't fight. Don't. Then we say, no, no, we're discussing. We're just having a discussion. <laughs> 
in 1 Peter um, chapter 3, verse 1, it's actually a cross-reference to Ephesians 5.33, and it again says, Wives, be submissive and adapt yourself to your husband. Reverence him, respect him, honor him, esteem him again, enjoy him and um, appreciate him, prize him, defer to him and admire him. Wouldn't you husbands love your wives to treat you this way? And if you're not married, I think you better get your wife to, or your future wife to read some of this stuff. And I think if we treat our husbands in this respectful way, they're going to value us and love us more. In um, Proverbs verse 14, I want to just read it to you. It says, a wise woman builds her house and the foolish one tears it down with her own hands. And I've often thought about this. I think so. it's so true. We can do stupid stuff that actually breaks down our own homes and our own um, um, families. And I think if we honor and show respect to our husbands, we'll be building our homes. We will be those wise women. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24, it says, Let us consider, this is the Amplified as well, Hebrews 10, 24, it says, Let us consider, think carefully, contemplate, give attentive, continuous care to watching over one another, studying how we may love and be helpful. And it just makes me think we need to clearly learn to think before we speak. My dad always used to say to us girls, and we were four girls, plus, plus my mom in the home, and he used to always say to us, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. So how do we speak to our husbands? How would you like your sons to be spoken to by their wives one day? So we need to practice and uh, sow what we want to reap as well. So I'm challenged to listen carefully and to not interrupt. And uh, I won't ask Rulof to give a report back, you know. Just hang on, Rulof, you can sit. Sit, Rulof, I'm not finished. <laughs> God is watching us. And I just think God's name is Alroy, the God who sees. So even when you're in your home and you're by yourself and you think no one else can hear, remember God is watching us and watching how we behave. And maybe you think that your husband isn't worth being respected and honored. But um, a verse came up, Ephesians 6, verse 7 and 8 says, we must serve wholeheartedly as if we are serving the Lord, because the Lord will reward everyone. So even if you're feeling like, oh, he's not worth it, do it as unto the Lord, because God says he's watching and he'll reward us. So be that wise woman that builds a home. Think before we speak and act. Try not to interrupt. Remember, God is watching and he will reward us. There's a good, good book out called Love and Respect, and we've referred to it before. And if you want to know the name, um, just ask us afterwards. We'll give it to you. And in it, he did a few surveys with bunches of men uh, on different occasions and asked them, basically, they believe, men believe that their wives love them, but they, he asked them, do they feel that um, it's more important that they respected than loved? And most of the men said they want to know that their wives respect them and uh, honor them. 
So I think we can work hard on that. Um, he also sort of says in his book that when women feel unloved, we act disrespectfully. And when a man feels disrespected, he battles to show love. Um, he calls it the crazy cycle. And if I were you, I would get this book because I, it's so valuable. Um, it was a real eye-opener to me. Just the fact that men long to be respected. I never knew that. you know, Because all the cards say, oh, I love you and this and that. But none of them say, I respect you and honor you. And that's what he says. Men need to know that their wives are respecting them. Um, they say that when a ma man feels respected, he feels he can conquer the world. It reduces his fear of failure and inadequacy. Respect is like the wind in his sails. Respect acknowledges his leadership and giving respect helps him to love. I know that I'm happy to let Rulof lead. And uh, <laughs> just pretend I need this. I do. <laughs> You've been a good husband, my love. <laughs> and I respect you. Just to prove this to you, I once asked my home cell to just send a message to their husbands while we were all sitting together because we were reading this book. I said, just send a message to your husband and tell your husband that you respect him. And I said, you better think of something, you know, as to why you respect him. And they did it. And most of the men quickly responded and said, why? Tell me, why do you say that? <laughs> so they had to have something ready. <laughs> but it just shows the need that a man has, and it's not, it's not something that we can be funny about, because the Bible says, women, love your, respect your husbands, and husbands, love your wives. It's a way that God has wired us and made us. So, look out for opportunities to bless and appreciate your husband, and to show respect. Rulof always said to uh, me that God made me a helpmeet, not a manager. <laughs> so, I'm still learning, and um, I trust the Lord. I will continue to be a good wife to you, my love. Thank you. I'm looking forward to the next 36 years. It can only get better from here, you know. No, it's, it's, it's always good to be reminded. You see, we, we got to this topic because we're speaking on Ephesians chapter 5. And uh, it's important. You know, last week I really spoke straight out, I think, to you guys. Uh, you know, guys, there's no excuse. We've just got to do it God's way. And, uh, and I, think, I think it's important. You know, I think the world is in a mess. And part of the reason why this world is in a mess and chaos is because we don't like authority, we don't like rules, we don't like structure, and we don't like instructions. You know, and so when it comes even from God's word, we really battle to take it as an instruction as well. So... Um, Carol spoke about the Ephesians part that says, respect your husbands. I want to speak to you ladies about submission very quickly this morning. And, and this is a swear word in many, most women's, modern women's hearts and minds today, uh, this whole issue of submission. But let me tell you, let me ask the gents something, because last week I asked the woman, is your marriage a love-starved marriage? Today I want to ask the men, is your marriage a power struggle? Is your marriage a power struggle? Is your marriage maybe a respect-starved marriage? 
You see, women, the only people that can do anything about this is you. We can't demand respect. We can't command respect. And some people say, well, you haven't earned it. The Bible says you give it anyway. It doesn't say respect your husband when he's earned it. It says respect him. It says submit to him. You see, that's the godly order. In 1 Corinthians eleven three, 3, it says, but I want you to realize that the head of every man is Christ and the head of every woman is man and the head of Christ is God. Can you see the order here? It says here in Colossians 3.18, Wives, submit yourself to your husbands. Not to every husband, not to every other man, to yours. So it doesn't, and I'll come back to that in a moment. And Ephesians says, Wives, submit yourself to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. And I think, my dear woman, if you battle to submit yourself to your husband, you're probably battling to submit yourself to the Lord as well. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the body. Now as the church submit, submits to Christ, so the wives also should submit themselves to their husbands. You see, that's what I'm saying. I think today, my dear friends, whenever we talk God's word, whenever we talk principles like this, uh, and truth today is just this gray blob. Uh, there's no black and white anymore. Everybody is right. Everybody's got their own truth. Yet the truth is found in this Bible, in the Word of God. And I think if we go back to this, without calling people who are calling us to book heartless, sexist, and all kinds of other names, it's just say, that is what God says. That's the way I'm going to do that. When you and I start doing it God's way, there's peace in our homes. That's the fact. And if your home is a power struggle, it's maybe because at home you're not doing what God wants you to do or how God wants you to do it. You see, let me tell you, sub truth is not subject to the way I interpret it. Truth is not subject to my experience. Truth is subject to God's word. And that's the way we need to do it. So ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, the last two weeks is about God's design for families. And we can go hours and hours and hours into this stuff. But it's God's design for families. It's God's order for families. There is nothing that God has made that he just haphazardly threw into a pot and said, oh, 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 let me see what comes out of it. Everything in God's, in God's plan is order and well designed and he has order for governance he has order for family he has order for marriage and if we just do that man alive things are different in our homes as well we sat with our children yesterday was, or most of them were there just for a bride our house and I just looked at my family and I said thank you Lord thank you that I have a heritage of parents who love Jesus thank you that my sisters follow the, follow you Lord their children follow you Lord thank you that my children and grandchildren are talking about the Lord what more do I want in life I am wealthy I am extremely wealthy so let me tell you this this morning is to go and read the codes for family and marriage that God has put in his word and, and I want to emphasize the Greek word uh, when it says submit yourself. Woman, submit yourself to your husband. It says submit yourself to your own husband. So, so woman, be free today. You, you don't have to walk in church or in the world and say, you know, I'm this, this, this 
inferior human being. No, you're not. You are prized and precious in God, in God's eyes. But in the home, like in church, like anywhere else, God has an order for things. You know, when I, when I studied this, I see that the verb, submit yourself to your husband, is used in, if you've done your, your, your work at school, you, you will, you'll know what I'm talking about. It, it is, it, the word is, 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 is the middle voice. In other words, the word, word submission translated then should be willingly submit yourself to your husband as you willingly submit yourself to the Lord. That's what it means. That's how simple it is. You see, as to the Lord is very key here. And it's very key for you personally. You've got to ask yourself, am I willingly submit, my, submit myself to the Lord and to my husband? And then if a, if, a, if a man is married to a woman like this, there's no whip needed. In any way, there's no whip needed. Because you can't change our heart. Only God can. But if you love her enough, and I want to say it again, maybe willingly will be easier for her as well. So let me just tell you, and I've not, not got time to go through all my notes, it will be on the website as well. A submission does not imply inferiority, ladies. It doesn't imply if inferiority. In fact, in Christ, our status is equal. In Christ, he actually says there is no man, no woman, no Jew, no Gentile, and he goes, so he includes no man. In Christ, there is equality. Absolutely, completely. And it's demonstrated in the Bible that God takes it serious. Some people say that the Bible is sexist. The Bible, no, it's not. There are key ladies in the Bible, women in the Bible, mightily used by God through the ages as well. But God has a design for marriage in order that there would be peace in your home. That's how he, why he did that. And he parallels your submission with submission to Christ. And it's serious, therefore. It's extremely serious. You see, some Bible teachers, some preachers even go around and say, no, the Bible actually says submit yourself to one another. Yes, it does say it in Ephesians, but that is in the context of the church. Because in Colossians and others, it only says, it doesn't say submit to one another. It says very clearly, wives, submit yourself to your husband. As unto the Lord. Three or four times in the New Testament, excluding submit yourself to one another. So submit yourself to your husband. It's a touchy issue, isn't it, today? The moment you say that, a lot of women get very nasty because they don't like this, because they think that they're inferior. No, men and women have equal worth. In Christ, we have equal worth in Christ. So the submission button can be a very hot button to push. And it should, as believers, just be something, well, that's what the Lord says. That's the way I'm going to do it. The New Testament affirms women. In fact, Jesus did something that people would not do in his time. He spoke to a woman at the well, a nochal, a Samaritan woman. He spoke to her at the well. And in, in fact, people actually say, the, uh, Paul was, was, was a chauvinist. No, Paul says, Paul himself wrote, and, and inspired by God. And he says, all are equal in Christ, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 28. So there's equality, complete equality and evil and, and, and equal worth in sight of God. There's just order. And the order doesn't mean that one is more important or more special than the other. And if a husband uses... The verse of submission to whip his wife into shape, you've got a problem with loving your wife. 
So let me tell you, as a church, as a man, as a leadership of the church, we celebrate the worth of women. We celebrate them both inside and outside the church. And we are standing against any gender-based violence in this nation. It is evil in the eyes of God that men have the guts to abuse women and are not held accountable for that. I pray that the day will come that such men will be held accountable for what they do. And you know, it's not just physical. It's not just physical, it's verbal as well, but it goes both ways. Let me say one or two more things about this, uh, this aspect of submission. I celebrate the fact that Carolyn and I are made so different in Christ. Because our differences complement. They don't challenge one another. And I'm not just talking about physically. I'm talking about emotionally. I'm talking about we have similarities, but our differences actually complement one another. And if I could just see this and get it in my thick skull, that this is somebody God had put alongside me to complement me and the other way around as well. And to deny the significances of our differences is to deny what God has made when he made man and woman differently, completely differently, yet able to fit in so well together and function so well together. When we get this right, my dear friend, peace will be in your home much more than what you experience now. We can say a lot about this, about the issue of submission. I think it's clear. I think you've just got to read God's word and celebrate the fact that you have different needs, husband, wife. Different needs, love and respect. And I know some people say, well, we both need to be loved. We both need to be respected. Correct. Absolutely correct. We both have the need to be loved and respected. But there's something in a man, as you've just heard, through research that is done, that says, I need. It is something about an Ego, in inverted commas, God has maybe placed in us to be respected. I want to be the hero. And in order to be the hero, I need to be the hero. And I need to provide, and I need to love, and I need to care. And it goes both ways as well. You see, Scripture is very clear for the design of marriage, of family, of the man's responsibility and the wife's responsibility. My colleague Peter often says, it's not a matter of I can't, it's a matter of will or won't. And I quote you correctly, Pete. Uh, it's not a matter of I can't, it is a matter of will. Will I or won't I do it God's way? And you know, you look at, look at yourself and you say, well, my kids are out of the way, we've really messed up. It's never too late to say you're sorry and fix it. So I want to challenge you today to celebrate these different roles that God has given to you. Equal in God's sight. For the glory of God, celebrate them. And this community and your home as a community can be extremely different. Much more pleasant. And much more impactful as well. So I suggest to you today, or I ask you in the name of Jesus, is to follow the Word of God and the instructions of the Word of God. I want to end by saying, and there's a lot I've written down that I can't say now, but I want to end by saying to you is today there's a habit on the media, wherever, to bash males. It's a fact. 
They're breaking the masculinity down in a man, in a husband, in a leader, in our emotional strength and physical strength. and every, they, They're bashing us as boys, wanting us to just cower around and, and, and they're attacking our leadership in our homes especially. And I want to tell you, men, rise up in Jesus' name and lead the way that God has intended you to lead without the whip, but with love. Because love can conquer a woman's heart. And I want to say the same to the woman today as well, is don't rob the man of his leadership role. And if you think he's not, then send him to Jock and, and Peter and, and some of the other pastors and say, sort him out, you know. Uh, but love him so, and give him the leadership that he actually really needs to take through loving him and respecting him. And submitting to him as well. Don't break down your house, woman. Don't break down your house. So the last two weeks, we've spoken a lot to you about your responsibility, husband. We've spoken to the um, woman's responsibility. Next week, I want to talk to you a little bit, and I'm going to bring some of the young people up here, about family. Children's responsibility to their parents. And parents' responsibility to their children. Because that is extremely lacking the respect and the love that one should have between parents and children and children and parents as well. So with this little bit, we want to encourage you, Carol and I, don't mess up what God has created actually to be something amazing. Actually, something amazing. You know, we've been married for almost 36 years. Some of you have outlived that by... By, by along, but some of you are far behind us as well. But we've, we've been married for 36 years in January. Was 22 when I met her, 24 when I married her. Was hoping that I, later in my life, I said to Carol, Carol, if only I married you when I was 16, you know, because, but I couldn't find her then, and so on. So we, we've had our ups and downs. We've had our fights, and we still argue every now and then because we're stubborn personalities. Well, me, at least, let me, let me. Carol says yes. But you know what? We thank God now that we sit together around the dinner table and know that our family is whole. We didn't give up on one another. You say, Rulof, well, I'm divorced, I'm remarried. Make this one the best. Make it the best. And if you're not married and you're living together or so on, fix it now. Do it right. Do it God's way. So I want to challenge you, if you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, not living right in your home, not being the husband you should be, not being the wife you should be, fix it today. And you can by the grace of God. And we know more than what we think we know. You can just do it today in Jesus' name.